guess who's back? Back again. It's not shady, y'all. We're back. And <laughs> on, on our next agenda, we are going to be discussing Kiki Palmer and Usher's new music video, Boyfriend, which I must say I love this level of pettiness for Kiki. That boy there is going to learn his lesson now. Um, the Montgomery Brawl, which I had said last episode, like, I still have so many memes from that saved from, like, Black Twitter and Instagram. Like, literally, like, when I'm feeling, like, a little bit low on blood sugar. Well, not that I have diabetes. I'm speaking, like, poetically. Like, I just watched that, and my endomorphins kick in. <laughs> and what was the last to- Wait, we said Kiki, Montgomery, Brawl. What was the last topic then? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, and um, TJ, she's finally saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on Disney+, Plus, which I've been waiting a while to talk about that. I think it's definitely one of the better things I've seen in the MCU lately. And we can start with, um, which one did you want to start with, friend? I'm going to start with Kiki. Okay, let's, let's get into it. Um, the music video was so cute. At first, when it was announced, I thought that they had a song together. Like, I thought that was... Oh, that was it. But no, she's just in the music video. Basically, she's sort of uh, cosplaying as Usher in some parts, and in some parts, she's herself. But like, you know, um, singing as Usher, and it, it's it's it was a very cute concept. It was it was really cute. I was really I was here for it. Um, and then we have you know at the very end, she was like, "I'm a mother after all," and like uh, the level of pettiness topped the whole thing. Like turning drama into a bag like baby this is kiki palmer the other girls need to take notes mm-hmm. the other girls need to take notes this that's how you do a controversy that's how you do it people need to people need to give it people need to get like kiki i love her for this this was absolutely everything mm-hmm. everybody like they were having fun it's like a fun vibe a cute video it was like, like everything and more so yeah and the song was good it was a cute yeah. song Definitely a reminiscent of Usher's earlier work in the 2000s. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think that girl truly got the last laugh. That boy Darius. like He's broke. Because, like, I saw this post on Instagram the other day. Something about that, like, he's... Here, let me actually read it. Somebody said that she was tra- signing his checks. Really? Yeah. Somebody said that on Twitter. So, I wouldn't be like, how are you talking all that big mess and you're broke? (laughs) You're broke. Bankrupt. No money on my cord. Okay, so it says Kiki Palmer's ex, Darius Dalton Jackson, has reportedly moved on since the split and has aspirations to become an actor, according to People Magazine. Oh my god. That meant it's like because we know that Kiki was that boy sugar mama that like like we said last time, we wanna talk so much about being like the man of the house and the head of the family. And this I'm just thinking to myself, what do you even do, bro? The only reason I know of you is because you're the brother of an actor. So that man really said that like, well, I make my own money now. Yeah. Apparently he wants to get into acting now with like Come on now, huh? Mm. He oh, apparently, apparently he wants to get into acting now. But like, come on now, let's be serious. Like, 
like somebody else said that somebody with the same aspiration as you if you're like more famous than them and more popular than them it's not going to work out for you because they're because you are where they want to be mm-hmm. which is like very much so also giving ddg and howie vibes because like it's giving jealousy like with both of them both of them yeah it's very much so giving jealousy it's just mm, not it is another school but we talked about them last episode yeah (laughs) ridiculous but yeah i love the music video friend did you love it friend oh yeah i think you know what's funny i had thought that kiki was gonna start singing because i haven't seen her singing since her nickelodeon days like i guess i was a little disappointed i didn't get to hear her sing but it was still nice to see her dance and impress and um impersonate usher it was just a fun overall music video no you can always go to her spotify friend that's true (laughs) (laughs) she has a long discography um so yeah um we stand with kiki this is the kiki and coco jones household Mm -hmm. don't come for our girls all right if, Next. If, you, if you slander Coco or Kiki, we're going to block you. Beat you up and then block you. <laughs> yeah, what she said. <laughs> um. All right. Next topic. Uh, We can do Montgomery. You know I have so much to say about that. Now, let's, let's start from the beginning. Let's, mm-hmm. let's break it down. So, mm-hmm. first of all, uh, from, from, my, from, from my remembrance and from my understanding, uh, there was a boat dock. There was a boat that wasn't supposed to be there. A black man who was in charge of the dock at the time asked some white people to move their boat because they were blocking the dock and they mm-hmm. weren't supposed to be there. And it started a brawl yeah. simply because you couldn't move your freaking boat. That's so ridiculous to me. Like, move the boat. Now your clock's gone. Now somebody got hit in the head with a chair. Like, it's a whole mess. And this could have all been avoided if you would have just moved the freaking boat. How the heck does that even happen to Crocs? I wasn't such distraught when I saw that image. <laughs> like, those Crocs um, were, like, all the way up to, like, his shins. Yeah, somebody said he didn't have, he didn't have it in sports mode. <laughs> <clears throat> it's just so ridiculous. People just like to undermine black people's um, influence. Like, they don't want to listen to us. Yeah. Um, I even saw uh, on TikTok, one of my TikTok moods, um, he said that somebody, the preacher had a a chair at the church. (laughs) That's hilarious. He was given a sermon with the chair. (laughs) I remember, so... Okay, so to build off of you, like, just kind of, like, going in chronological order. So, you know, they start beating on this black security guard because they don't want to move their boat. Typical entitlement behavior. But anyways, um, so then the black man, the security guard, he throws his hat up in the air. And I remember, like, black Twitter and Instagram was saying, it was like, that's not the bat signal. That's the black signal. <laughs> Uh, somebody made a video of like being different Avengers, being different Black Avengers for the Montgomery mm-hmm. Ball, and it was so funny. I can't remember who did it, 
Like but it that was very funny. It was obvious with the shows. Obviously, Captain America. Boom. <laughs> and then just seeing all the different angles of the chair hit was so funny. Right. Um, and then, of course, we have Aquaman. The iconic Uncle Aquaman. Everyone's apparently, favorite right now. Apparently, he's just 16. Yeah, he's um, like 16, 17. Yeah, and somebody started a GoFundMe for him, so they paid for all of his school supplies. Um, and that is so cool. Yeah, I they paid for all of his school supplies, and it was it was actually a little bit extra. So I'm pretty sure he said that they said that um, he could pay for like his first year of college or something like that. I don't remember, but it was something like that. But yeah, he they paid for his stuff, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. They say not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. <laughs> I love no, how everyone the way just... he was swimming across that river, and then that one lady was like, that boy's swimming! That boy's swimming over there! <laughs> I love how everyone just showed up and showed out for this black security guard who they saw being harassed, you know? Right. Like, we can't allow people to keep doing this to us. We can't let it stand. So you see me do it. Also, no, no, friend, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Were you going to finish? Yeah, if you if you see somebody, you know, in trouble, help. Mm-hmm. We can't we can't we can't allow people to, you know, get treated like this. We learned this back in like second grade. Like the whole bullying and the bystander effect. Don't be a bystander. I mean, unless it's unless it's not safe for you. <laughs> Don't put yourself in danger. Um, but you know. Go forth and prosper and help me. We got something to say, friend? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, oh my goodness. Um, oh goodness, friend, it burns out of my head. What was the last thing I said? I couldn't tell we you, friend. About, we were talking about Aquaman. Mm-hmm. You said that they have a GoFundMe for him. Um... Oh yeah, no, no. Okay, so I think my favorite moment was when there were like all those black guys that were surrounding those two white guys, and people said that it looks like a shot from an Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And then remember, someone edited it with like the portals from Doctor Strange, and people were coming out of it. Mm. Um, no, because I love the hair friend. I gotta stand up. So I love the like. I remember like I saw this one guy that like he was just like making this. I was like, what is that? <laughs> And then there was this one guy that was ready to score. He was like, <laughs> "That's hilarious." And also, I was gonna. So I also remember what else I was gonna say. So to build off of you, that we need to help each other whenever this happens. All jokes aside, it was definitely a beautiful sight to witness. Because how often do you really see black people? stick up for each other in situations like this like if there was like this much immediate like um what's the word that i'm looking for like rescue like imagine like i'm not gonna say that that would change a lot of the issues between ourselves but i would think that's a start you know (laughs) sorry i saw something funny um but yeah i mean if we started taking up for each other like this more often, I feel like people would stop causing problems with, problems with us more often. Mm-hmm. Like it, just because, like it, if you do it to one, you do it to all. You're going to face the wrath of everybody, and that mm-hmm. would be that should be incentive to stop. You would think. 
But then again, there's also the other card. Where it's like, oh, well, if everybody, every, all the black people are being violent, then there's going to be more, you know, police um, in the area, in the areas and stuff like that. So it, it could really go either way. Mm. To those of you, friend, I know that the black people at the Montgomery Brawl were arrested at first. But they were actually, I mean, to my awareness, that they were actually bailed out by the mayor of Alabama. Which I thought that was cool. Sorry. Okay. Uh, sorry for the noise. Can you say that again, friend? Yeah, I was just saying that to build off of you, that, of course, to no surprise, even though the, the white family, like, caused the whole brawl, like, the black people ended up being arrested, too. But they were actually bailed by the mayor of Alabama, which I thought that was cool. Oh, that's so cool. The mayor? What's the color of the mayor? He's black, of course. Oh, pear! Yeah! <laughs> we love to see it! I th- okay. I th- <laughs> yeah. Period. Black people united. I'm sure he was probably smiling watching that security footage. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> the black people united on all fronts. They got the mayor? Ah. We love no, because, to see like, it. I love seeing all the old black people on TikTok, like, react to this. Like, I saw someone showing my Jamaican grandfather the Montgomery brawl. We love to see it. This was gonna go down in history. <laughs> <sighs> we love to see it. Uh, what else was something ridiculous that happened? Let me actually pull up the memes. So did you see the one? Um, I think I might have sent it to you. But it's that one meme where Harriet Tubman, MLK, Malcolm X, and Rosa Parks oh, at the yeah. looking down all happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, you sent me that one. <laughs> <sighs> and like I said last episode, literally, like, the whole week i open up tiktok and instagram it's either the chairs or aquamane pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you see that there was that one guy that somehow, someway, he already has a t-shirt of the Montgomery Brawl? Please. That's hilarious. <laughs> Hasbro has launched an entertainment division. Projects based on IP in the works, Nerf, G.I. Joe, Play-Doh, Peppa Pig, Transformers, we already have that. My Little Pony, we already have that. Dungeons and Dragons, we just had that. Magic the Gathering. A Peppa Pig movie? First of all, what can you make a Play-Doh movie about? Let's yeah, be, let's be serious. Who's watching really that? Lost with that one, friend. Who's watching that? Also, who's watching a Nerf movie? Like, what is that going to be about? They're making a Nerf, like the like the toy guns with the plastic. Yeah, plates. yeah, they're just milking it. Cause they saw that they made a movie about one toy, which was Barbie, and now they want to make the movie about all the toys. Um, 
So yeah, just because like the movie wasn't popular because it was a toy. The movie was popular because it was about women, five women, four women. So mm-hmm. like, I think they're missing the plot extremely. Yeah. You know, this is so ironic. <laughs> a lot of people want a Bratz movie now. What I want a Bratz movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want another one. I want a Bratz movie. There was already one, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Um. Sure. So I want another one. And make it amazing, and actually get the actors to sing, not just have like voiceovers, because that was really embarrassing. Um, yeah, it's honestly really ironic trying to make movies ba- off all the other toys based on this one movie about Barbie, which because like I'm sure all these people leading this charge are men, which is just so ironic if you watch the movie. <laughs> A nerf movie, bro. Like, come on now. They didn't want to make a movie about anything. Uh, just silly. And didn't they already make GI Joe movies? Yeah, they did. I thought he just had a show. They made movies. Yeah, there was one with Channing Tatum and Marlon Wayans, and then the second one had The Rock in it. Yeah, this was like the <laughs> early 2010s. Channing Tatum and Marlon Wayans. What? Such a random pair up. (laughs) What? Yeah. Wait, I need to Google this. (laughs) What? That's ridiculous. Hold on. Type in Guy Joe from 2009. No. All right. Now we can get into Guardians. Friend, you ready? No, I just saw something crazy. One of my friends just sent me that there's a woman in Uganda with 45 kids that she's the most fertile woman in the world and she's only th- and she's only 36. Wait a minute. How does the math Let's do the math. <laughs> Right. How does that even make sense? You said she's how old? So she's 36 and she has 45 kids? How does the math even matter? Were they all like, how were they born? Did some of them just come in twos and threes? Like, how the heck did that work? Were they multiple births? First of all, I have multiple questions. First of all, were these multiple births or did she birth individually 45 different babies? Which makes no sense. So, no, they had to be multiple births. Because 45 different babies, which last nine months, and you're 36, makes no sense. So, it had, they had to be multiple births. Um, and then, were, they, were these babies coming out of her tummy or her veg? I'm trying to look that up. Um, yeah, it doesn't say. Hopefully, her tummy. Well, not even hopefully a tummy because like that's so many stitches. You have to get it cut open, then stitched back, then cut open again, then stitched back again. Ah, uh, no. And then what is the purpose of having forty-five babies? Where are these babies living? How old are these children? I'm so yeah because she got forty-five kids. How old is the oldest kid then? If she's thirty-six. And apparently they're all from one man. That's crazy. 
She has a rare medical condition, apparently. Oh, she 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 was sold into marriage at twelve. She she was sold into marriage at twelve and gave birth to a set of twins a year later. Three more sets of twins followed, along with five sets of triplets and five sets of quadruplets. Jesus Christ. Uh, she gave birth to 44 kids by the age of 40 and only once to a single child. She has a rare medical condition. She was told she had unusually large ovaries that, re- that release multiple eggs at once, a condition called hyperovulation. Her case is a genetic predisposition to hyperovulate. Releasing multiple eggs in one cycle, which significantly which significantly increases the chances of having multiple births. Doctor said that she could suffer health problems if she stopped giving birth. Doctor said she could suffer health problems if she stopped giving birth. That's family sizes are already large in Uganda. The fertility rate averages out at five point six children per woman. Five to six children per woman, one of Africa's highest, and more than double the global average of two to four children or two point four children. I don't know. Anywho, according to the World Bank, but even in Uganda, the size of her family makes her an extreme outlier. Her husband, who was absent for long stretches, absconded with their savings and left the family behind. I'm sorry, what? It was just the latest setback and a life marred by tragedy for her. She lived with her children in four cramped houses made of cement blocks and topped with congregated iron in a village surrounded by coffee fields. 50 kilometers north, so 31 miles north of the capital. Uh... I've grown up in tears. My man has passed me through a lot of suffering. All my home has been, all my time has been spent looking after my children and working to earn some money. Desperate for cash, she turns a hand to everything: hairdressing, event decorating, collecting, and selling scrap metal, brewing, brewing local gin, selling herbal medicine. The the money is swallowed up by food, medical care, clothing, and school fees. Her eldest child is in his mid-twenties. At 23, she already had 25 children. Oh my god. I'm listening to you, friend. I'm just reading some of this myself because I went to the comment section. So one of the comments said, there's more behind this than this video gives away. So she was sold in the mirrors at 12. Mm -hmm. She had twins the following year. Her medical condition makes her whole very hard to produce too many eggs. And this cannot be stopped with any birth control intervention. She has five sets of triplets and five sets of quadruplets. She actually was advised to keep having children until three years ago. The doctors were... I can't even believe what I'm reading. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, So she begged doctors to help her stop from having any more. But yet again, she was told to keep getting pregnant because her ovary count was so high. 
According to Mayo Clinic, ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome can be life-threatening, causing blood clots, kidney failure, twisting of the ovary, or breathing problems. Although treatment is available, it is not commonly available in her home country. Doctors reported, reportedly advised her to stop having children after she had her children, her last child three years ago. She said a doctor informed her he cut her uterus from the inside. How the heck you keep track of 45 kids? That's, wow. What house do they live in? Like, that's the, that's what I'm saying. Um, she said that they live, hold on, I said it. Um, she lives, she lives with her children in four cramped houses made of cement blocks topped with congregated iron and a village surrounded by coffee fields, 50, uh, 30, 31 miles north of the capital, Kampala. So how far are the age gaps in between these kids? So her oldest kid is in his mid twenties and her youngest kid is three. It seems like. And she's been having kids since she was, sounds like 12. My head is hurting to her doing all this math. She had her, so she had a set of twins at 13. And then three more sets of twins followed, along with five sets of triplets and five sets of quadruplets. Jesus Christ, that's so many kids. That's a village. That's a, that's a village. Jesus. All right. Um, so I hope her and her kids are doing amazingly because mm-hmm. you need this. Christ. Um, we can move on into our final topic of the day. Um, yeah, so this episode. I'm sorry, friend. I'm kind of losing track. So we talked about the Montgomery Ball, Kiki and Usher. We talked about this. Very random, like, um, lady in Uganda. Um, what else do we, we talk have about already? Guardians! So I want to let you take the floor on this one since, you know, I've been, I know you've been waiting a little bit to see this, friend. So what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, and so they finally... How compares to the other MCU content you've seen more recently? They finally put um, Guardians on Disney+. Plus. I mm. tried to watch it soon after it came out. But my link for it was not good. It was very bootleg. So uh, I decided to wait until it came out on Disney Plus. So it came out on Disney Plus the other day. And I watched it with my dad last night. Um, it was good. I personally give it a three and a half out of five. Um, it was very good. I cried at some moments. It was very sweet. I love that we focus more so on the more background characters of the Guardians team, like Mantis and Drax. Um, and even, um, what's her name, friend? Mantis Nebula? Yeah, even Nebula, we focused a little bit more on her. Um, it, we, got to, we, we definitely got to see their strengths and weaknesses. And then of course we, got, we finally got Rocket's backstory um, which was incredibly heartbreaking and tear jerk, and just a major tear jerker. And of course, we have the villain, which is who was like really crazy for seemingly no reason. The high evolutionary. Yeah, and very cruel um, in his work. Like he got rid of a whole civilization 
and kept the kids in a dungeon and like replaced them with different people. The mailman was a bird for some reason. Incredibly right. random. Um, so yeah, uh, in comparison to the other movies in the MCU I've seen recently, um, well, it does is not is definitely not as good as Wakanda Forever. So don't even mm-hmm. touch that. Wakanda Forever is still on top. Um, and then what else have I seen? I saw Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh... I liked it. Okay, I liked that movie. I don't think we I will not I be think... silenced. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Brandon, I don't think we got to talk about it. So, oh, wow. I'm. This is an awkward moment, folks. <laughs> I will not. Was it the best movie ever? No. But it was fun. I had fun. It was cute. I had fun and it was cute. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what matters. Respectfully. It was definitely one of my least favorite projects of the MCU to come out lately. I just feel my biggest disappointment was probably Christian Bale as Gore. Because Christian Bale is one of my favorite actors, and I just feel like they completely underutilized, underused him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know? I think all the, the, for the screen time... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He had, he stole the show, but then it's like, hmm. You see, friend? I think everybody's taking it too seriously. I think that's the problem. Everybody's taking it too seriously. Mm. I was just there for a good time. And a good time was had. Okay? A good time was had. You know, the Guardians were in the movie. That was funny. The little girl in the movie, she was funny. That's actually Chris Hemsworth's real daughter. Oh, that's cute. I didn't know that. Um, uh, you know, I had fun. The villain of the the girlfriend coming back, she was fun. The children using their powers to do stuff, that was fun. Did you see fun. the credit scene when Idris Elba comes back in the afterlife? Mm. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Wait, did I? I don't know. Yeah, don't there know. was a credit scene where Idris Elba shows up as Heimdall again. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't think I saw it. I saw it yeah. in the theater, actually. Uh, I thought I thought in theaters this one, um, and basically the the atmosphere in the theater was really good. Everybody was laughing, we were having a good time, good fun, um, and then of course we have the whole um, gosh, what I was thinking of. Um, I can't remember shaking up. Anywho, I had fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was cute. I enjoyed myself, and that That's is good. what matters to me. All right, now I'm gonna give it just for. Just for this is my personal opinion. I'm gonna give it a four. All right. Well, I'm gonna give it a four. I don't care what y'all have to say. I have fun. All right. I enjoy myself. Now, back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, 
I this the movie had a lot of strengths, but also a couple of weaknesses, which is why I got three and a half stars and not a full four. Um, because they had like a couple characters that were like so random, like the dog, never mm-hmm. seen you before, and the guy with the mohawk, never seen you before. But they want us to act like we know them. I don't know you. I've never seen you. Like they came into the into the movie with like a history and stuff, and it's like well, I don't know you for real, for real. I don't know who you are. No. Um, and then we have, but I, I, and I was kind of confused about Star Lord's ending because like he's just like sitting there eating that soggy cereal with his grandpa. And then they're like, oh, but he'll be back. He'll be back doing what? Doing what? Yeah. Um, no, to build off of you, friend, I think the ending of the movie, it threw me off, but in a good way, honestly. You know, I was expecting this movie to kind of be like an Avengers Endgame type of vibe where, you know, there's the really big heroic sacrifice of one of or a few of the characters. Like, I wasn't sure if both Rocket and Drax were going to die or, or Star-Lord was going to die. Like, you know, I mean, they're really playing with your heartstrings. And, like, you know, they all end up living. And it's this really joyful, celebratory ending. It's not the kind of emotional you're expecting. So I really appreciate James Gunn for that, you know? I do like that they're all lived because I'm sick of the movies where everybody dies. Like, like you know, first you thought Rocket was gonna die, you thought Drax was gonna die in that one scene. Then I really thought that Star Lord was finishing. I was so Adam got him. When he was in the space and like his face blew up, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I don't understand how he came back from that. I'm like a little confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank God nobody died. Uh, because I'm a little sick of you know the whole Avengers trope with like you know. Everybody did. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, friend. I was just thinking about what you said when you saw the credit scene. She said, "Why is Groot so big?" Yeah. Oh, Groot. That was so random. Huge. It's like, and I'm thinking to myself. So remember, Groot. He's literally a tree. So how much time for him passed for him to get like the Hulk? Oh, I don't know. Um, and then I did like the other people's endings. You know, Mantis going out to find herself with her four little creatures. That was cute. Rocket becoming the leader. That's cute. Drax becoming the pseudo dad. That's cute. I think Nebula was gonna like become the leader and like rebuild the society. Cute. Yeah. Gamora went on with the Ravengers, and you know she was looking very happy, very content. I mean, of course, of course the. The relationship between Gamora and Peter was such a big thing throughout the movies. And so for the final movie, I kind of like they didn't get back together because it wouldn't be authentic. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, she doesn't know them. worse if they did, I agree. Yeah, at the end of the day, she doesn't know them anymore. She has no clue who they are. She is not their Gamora. And so you can't expect her to, you know, try to get back on onto the team because if she were to do all that they would be expecting her to like the other more they, they would have yeah. expectations for her and nobody should have to live with that so i'm glad that she didn't go back with them i'm glad she you know she stayed on her own path and with her own place because she seemed happy with sylvester stallone so you know doing all that mm-hmm. stuff i keep forgetting um, that he's in the movie 
And then who else had an ending? Um, I Mantis. oh, and then Rocket, Rocket became. Oh, did I already say that? Oh, and yes. then the scene, the scene. Mentioned, did you mention Mantis? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh. The scene where Rocket uh, freed the rest of the little raccoons was so cute. Mm. Oh, I cried. I like, think the uh, most emotional scene for me was when Star Lord, like he's nervous. You know, that if this is his grandpa's even still alive, and if he is there, if he'll remember him and his grandpa. Like, he hasn't seen him since he was eight years old, and he immediately recognized him. Which just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense to me. I mean, it kind of does a little bit. Maybe he would have thought he looked just like your dad or your mom or whatever. I don't know. I don't know, but still, you're an adult. You got a beard. Like, ooh, I would have a couple more questions. How old is his grandfather by now? He's got to be like... Probably like 90. got to be like 90. Yeah, isn't I mean, you have Chris a Pratt, like in his Because isn't Chris Pratt in his late 30s or his 40s? I don't know. Oh, and that scene where uh, Mantis was like, humans die at 50? And he was like, yeah. And she was like, are you dying? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a really good impression. <laughs> That was so funny. To what did me. you think of Will Poulter as Adam Warlock? I uh, listen. I love Will Poulter. All right, let's get that out the way. I love him. You know, I love him. He is a good actor, but the he they didn't give him any material, honestly. Yeah, and I can understand why some people are upset by that because he's a really big character in Marvel Comics. But you have to consider he literally just hatched out of his egg and is still coming into his maturity. I feel there's so much he could do at the moment. Yeah, like he just kind of played like that new toddler pathetic man role. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was saying earlier, friend, that I feel not enough people are talking about this, but I love Star-Lord and Groot as a as a duo like that was like my favorite scene when they were fighting the high evolution and then they jumped out of the ship mm, like and they, they killed were, like the guy? yeah uh that part eight what a way to go what's a way to die also um, remember when star lord dropped the f-bomb you know that was the first f-bomb in the mcu really yeah i was surprised i was like huh, i guess i never did that before yeah, that is surprising um, I wonder if Will Poulter will be back. Oh, he'll definitely be back. You know what's funny, friend? So what's Will that? Poulter is actually in one of my video games, you know, the Dark Princess Anthology. He's yeah. in the game um, Little Hope. And I literally got him and Cameron Monaghan mixed up for like a year. Really? That's crazy. <laughs> for like a year, I was like, wait a minute. Is that not that one in the video? And it's like, nope. Mm-mm. It's Will. And I was like, oh. I mean... They do kind of look alike, friend. At some certain angle, they do kind of look alike. I mean, they're both redheaded. They're both white. Mm-hmm. They have some similar features. I don't know why I find this scene so funny. And I know a lot of people are making memes out of it. But here, let me find the scene so I can show it to you. Um... Oh, and they were both on a show with Jeremy Allen White. So oh, I... friend. So it's this clip right here. 
when Adam Warlock, he's just, like, flying in space, and he's just coming, like, really close to the camera. Like, people are making so many memes out of that. Please. <laughs> I don't know why I weirdly found that funny. But yeah, I don't know. I yes, like I said, friend, I got them mixed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they look the same. I mean, sort of the same. It's kind of the same. And they were both on the Amy show with Jeremy. Almost sued for animal cruelty, and I'm just like CGI people. <laughs> were there any real animals on set? No, it was CGI puppets. Like, people are so silly. Uh, uh, I hate that. I hate that. Um, friend. Yeah. I think that's it, friend. You have anything to say? I was actually looking up clips of Guardians 3, like, to just kind of jog my memory just a little bit, because I only saw it once when it came out in the theater. So I thought the credit scene was interesting, the one with Star-Lord eating the, the cold cereal, like you said. That the soggy cereal? That cereal was soggy. The, the soggy cereal. The scrapes. That, there was no crunch. Yeah. That it said the legendary Star-Lord will return, so I'm not really sure what they'll do with this character going forward. What do you theorize, friend? I know we talked about earlier how um you thought that he like people thought that he might be like become an Avenger and it's like I hope not. I don't want that. I don't want him to be on the main team. I feel that way, like I guess we're so used to seeing him on the Guardians, it would just feel weird if you know what I mean. Yeah, he doesn't give he doesn't give main team energy. Yeah. He gives underdog and he used to say that way. That's literally the premises of the whole first movie. Yeah, like he should stay that way. Um, like he can come in for help. If they need help with something, you know, like he was hanging out with Thor for a minute. Send somebody else with him. I, I gotta give it. Oh, I was just gonna say, I really gotta give it to James Gunn that he took a really C list Marvel Comics team and made them A list status. Because, you know me, friend, like, I've been reading comics since I was, like, five years old. Like, I didn't know about the existence of the Guardians of the Galaxy until their first movie came out in 2014. And, you know, I really liked the movie at the time. I thought it was so unique. I was like, you know what, let me do a little bit of research on this, you know? And here we are. Yeah. Sorry, friend. I think I pulled something. <laughs> are we okay, friend? Hey, don't know what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't know about them, even though they were in the comic. Yeah, friend, you'd be so surprised. Like, comic book readers like me, they just weren't up there like that. <clears throat> That's really surprising. But no, I do like the Guardians. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not meant to be taken, you know, seriously. They're more so, yeah, they're more so like a fun ragtag team of people. But, mm-hmm. you know, they go out and they do their stuff and they handle their business. Which was good. So yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Definitely three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, I don't care what y'all say. I enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder. You will never get me to hate her. <laughs> yeah. You can always agree to disagree, friend. Yeah. You won't change um, my mind. 
What was I gonna say though? Um, and I just hope that other filmmakers can take note of this. You know, when making more comic book based movies in the future, you don't always. That's not to say stop using popular characters like Batman and whatnot. But it is always nice to have a gasp of fresh air at new characters and new stories, you know? <laughs> and I know they're trying to make a Blue Beetle movie, which I don't want to sound like too much of a hater, but I really feel they really just weren't trying on that one. Like, it looks so low budget. Like, I'm, I'm not just probably going to watch. I'm just probably going to watch it when it comes out on HBO Max, to be honest. I don't know, friend. I'm just not feeling rushed to see it in the theater like that. Streets are saying that the actor is racist. Zolo from Cobra Kai? Is that who he is? Look, I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Like, I'm not surprised, but I certainly didn't hear about it. What did he do? Or say? I, don't, I don't watch Cobra Kai, so I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, who's the racist one? The guy who's playing the Blue Beetle. Yeah, he's the main character in Cobra Kai. Is he? Yeah. I thought that what? I thought that other guy was the main character. Yeah, it's the blonde haired guy and the guy that's playing Blue Beetle. He's like the main like character of the kids. Yeah, streets are saying he's racist. I wanna look this up now. Let's spill some tea. People, okay, wait a minute. He might not be racist. People are saying we're messing up with another racist man. Well, while we're on the topic, friend, another thing that's really frustrating me about the promotion of Blue Beetle, that they're promoting it as the first comic book movie with a Latin lead, and I'm just like, so we're going to pretend that Miles Morales hasn't had two highest grossing movies now. Like the Boricua just like left his body all of a sudden. Oh. No, streets are saying he's racist. Allegedly. Oh, oh so he is. What does it say? We, we don't want any legal troubles. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so somebody said he had pictures of with him in cornrows in his hair. Oh, so he's one of and those. And then there was that more news. Hold on. Streets are saying he's racist, but I'm not seeing any proofs. So that's just what the streets are saying right now. Mm. Oh, apparently he's also has a bunch of racist friends. Hmm. I mean, he is Mexican. I wouldn't be surprised if he says that N-word more than me. Oh, okay, hold on. So they're saying he literally wore corn cornrows, and when people called him out, he claimed Hispanics were the biggest minority, so he could appropriate black culture. Um, yeah, no. That's weird. The biggest minority. I, 
I just love how they always try to victimize themselves, but they always give black people a hard time, especially the Afro-Latinos. Apparently, Jacob Bertrand is also racist. I don't know who that is. Who the heck is that? Apparently, they're friends with the guy who plays Blue Beetle. What's his name? Jacob Bertrand? Oh! Oh, he plays the guy with the mohawk and Cobra Kai hawk. Kind of looks like, kind of looks like a trailer park trash. Now that you said that, hmm. Wow, he was in Rise of the Guardian. The cartoon? Oh my god! Wait. Voice. Oh, okay. Thank God. My stomach started to hurt. <laughs> you thought he was Jack Frost for a yeah. second. No, that was Chris Pine. I remember I told you that. Please. (laughs) (laughs) I got nervous, friend. No, but to go back to this run, I don't know if you heard what I said before, but I think what's really annoying me out of this situation is that they're crediting Blue Beetle as the first comic book film with a Latin lead, and I'm just like, <coughs> Miles Morales. Yeah. We we know why they're not gonna credit him with that. I don't, I'm not even gonna say it. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, yeah. Um, is that DC or Marvel? Blue Beetle is DC. Oh, I won't be tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be there. Um, but you know, if you watch Friend, tell me about it. Yeah, if I watch your friend, it's probably gonna be out of boredom. It looks really bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna be tuning in. George Lopez I... is also in it, and he's an also known racist. So there's that. Friend, no friend. Don't say that to me. No, what? Yeah, he's bad. What did he do? Where do I even start, friend? He said like a lot of like like really microaggressive things about the hip hop industry and Black Lives Matter when that was up and running in 2020. You know he kicked he kicked a woman out of he kicked a woman out of his show for being offended by um a really derogatory black woman joke. Oh wow, ew. Well, if we can't have George Lopez, we always have Fran Drescher. Yeah. She would never. The oh, nanny? he's a Trump supporter? N- no way. Dang. <sighs> well, the nanny would never. All right, 
So let's just be safe and secure in that fact. That my girlfriend would never. All right, friend. I think I'm ready to end off this episode before you tell me. I don't know. Can I stab your heart one more time? What? What happened? Okay, so he says that. Okay, so it says that like he's like he's pretty much saying that like African. He's pretty much one of those that say that like African Americans like have this like victimization mindset, and that's why they can't get anywhere. And that like Mexicans like go through immigration and they still work hard or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Let's let's close out the episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that was enough for you. I think I'm ready to go. Jesus, I just poked myself in the eye with a pin. <laughs> Ow! Oh my goodness. Okay, so I know I'm crippling your heart at this point. He said, so one of his jokes were, there's only two rules in a Latino, in, in a Mexican family. Don't marry somebody black. And I hate those articles where you have to sign in to read the other half. All right, y'all, I have to go. <laughs> That was ridiculous. Where I just poked myself in the eye with a pin. Um, oh, and my eye burns. Oh, my eye burns. Jesus Christ. I saw you were crying for a second. I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Jesus. All right. <laughs> Due to my injury, y'all, we're going to have to wrap up this episode here. Um, yeah. Hope you enjoyed. We hope um, you all enjoyed the being here. A friend, I'll close this out. We hope you enjoyed the being effing for real. Pat, pat, <laughs> ah, let me start over. You can edit out that other part out. Okay, y'all, I'll close this out today. This is TJ and JB signing off. Follow our socials. Stay tuned for our next episode. We will be discussing Barbie Heimer. That should definitely be fun to take apart. And we will see y'all in the next one. Yeah, y'all, toodaloo. I think my eyes <laughs> swollen. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>